Let's get this bitch started. Stupid yet the rhyme's so brilliant Never could you bring the kid down, I'm too resilient And fuck them biting ass niggas who be stealing Y'all niggas copy my style like a chameleon I'm a Brazilian, that's one in a million Two high for ceilings, it's how I am feeling What the blood clot, how did all these thug rocks Have me looking dumb hot, with my eyes all bloodshot Now that's a mugshot, in the making No need for Yo, 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 welcome back to another episode of the Hip Hop Heads Podcast H-Cubed up in this bitch Instead, we're back with another regular episode for your head top, for your don't piece. Definitely stay tuned for our upcoming album review. Listen to our album review that we just dropped, which is The Locks, Living Off Experience. Definitely go check that out if you haven't already. Check the album out as well. And, you know, this week we had to we had to come together and have an episode after all the wild shit that's been going on. Because there's been a lot of wild shit that's been going on these last week and a half or so. Let's just throw it out there. Very true. Very true. But we're not going to bore y'all by trying to cover it all because that's not the type of show that we do. <laughs> um, but we are going to talk about what we think is the most important and the most critical to the culture and to our interests, quite frankly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. End of the day. But yeah, man. So, you know, we're going to start this shit off talking about a couple topics and then we're going to go into our segment that we used last week, which was the first listen segment. And, you know, we're going to go from there. So, you know, we're going to start this off as we usually do. With the, with, the, with the wild shit going on right now, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Now, the first thing I wanted to talk about was, and I actually felt bad for him, and I, I don't normally feel bad for niggas that are in jail, but <laughs> I kind of feel bad <laughs> for Bobby Schmurder not being able to get out. And it's not yeah. because of what he did, but it's honestly, it's just, I feel like that with him taking the time for his man and getting, you know, the added time onto his shit, and then unbeknownst oh, yeah. to me, just being a wild nigga in jail and having contraband and all type of shit that you're not supposed to have and getting all <laughs> type of extra time on your shit. I feel like that he he should have gotten out before 6 9 Oh, yeah. At, look, the, at the very least before 6 9 Well, at the very least before the end of the year, but definitely before 6 9 I think we could all agree that Bobby Schmurder, like you said, you know, by him accepting more time so that his friend got less time, like that just shows that he's a person of loyalty. He has morals for that matter. And I feel like, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the court takes into consideration when they're trying to determine these bail cases and whether people are going to be released early or whatnot. But I don't know. I, I don't know what their stipulations are, but I would assume that this, this shows that this is a guy with a good heart. He cares about his friends. He cares about, you know, a lot of, it, it's morals involved. So I, I feel like that should play a part in why, in why he should get out early. But apparently, you know, whoever decided not to let him out i believe they're saying that he's gonna be there until next year next christmas yeah basically december yeah december 2021 is what i heard but i agree with you just tactilely better as a person and even when he was an artist out here in the streets didn't rely on bullshit tactics to draw attention to himself and to pump up his music he just did what the fuck he did and people took the respect from what he did and worked with him he got a he got a he got a, a a good few features before he got arrested and was you know not no longer in the music industry but i feel like that it would have just been a better all over uh, overall situation for everyone i mean for hip-hop involved and then for the both of them to just come out because it's like i feel like bobby definitely served the time he may he, i don't think he really needs to serve all of the time that he's got Six nine didn't serve hardly any of the time that he was supposed to serve. I think maybe he would have almost got a year at at most. I think it was, but right. um, but like Bobby sat and he did his thing, regardless of whether he you know messed up while he was in jail and got a bunch of infractions and shit. I think that he should have gotten out early, especially with the whole coronavirus thing, and then hold this little nigga yeah. up because he's. I don't know. I just feel like 6ix9ine is really more of a menace. And honestly, once he's released, it's going to be more of a danger to people around him versus Bobby. No, yeah, look, I, I, I totally agree, man, as far as, you know, the whole, you know, Bobby Schmurder thing. I, I feel like, I feel like I just said, you know, he's he's been holding down his, his team. At the end of the day, he like you said, he, he did the majority of his time. And the whole, the whole knife thing, right? The whole knife in jail allegedly thing. That I guess you have to look at the context of these things, of, 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 you know, whatever these situations are. And that's why I always say that it's kind of fucked up that, like, these white people, these older white men who have, like, no idea as to what goes on and shit like that, right? Like, I mean, I, I've never been in jail, but, like, 
I, I would just assume that if you're Bobby Schroeder, right, and you're somebody who's not only gang affiliated, but you're also rich, right? You're essentially you probably got a little bit of money. You're gonna have niggas on your neck. I, I, I don't know. I just feel like that's it, it's an excuse, and, 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 and it, it excuses. I'm not saying it excuses what he did, but it should it should put context to why he did what he did, and that should be more of a reason why he should be out. I no, I agree, completely agree. I'm got shit else to say. But yeah, man, you know, like like I was saying, you know, all these things are, are important, and I feel like I mean I don't know. I, I haven't I didn't listen to this case. I didn't listen to this trial. I didn't listen to any of that. that right. So I don't know. It gave him this extra time put all that into consideration. I mean, I don't know, but I'm just assuming that he didn't because I, I think it's I think it's fair. I think it's fair that this guy, he's shown a lot of different reasons why he should be let out early on top of the whole corona situation. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Keep your head up, Bobby. 2021, December, we'll see you out. And I pretty much, oh, I yeah. hope that you yeah. come back out and you have a fucking flourishing career because I definitely want to see you do better than certain somebodies out here. Oh, yeah, no. Nah. And again, it, I, I just want, again, I know life isn't fair, right? But I at least want Bobby to have at least the amount of attention that 6 9 had when he came home. Even though I know I know that attention was more so people loving him and people hating him combined. Yeah. But I, I really do hope it's just the overall love for, uh, for Bobby when he comes out. Because like I said, he's he literally lived all that everybody wants people to live by. You know, I mean, he did that. He stuck by it. He he stood his his toes down. He stood ten toes down with the whole situation, and now he's a year away from coming out. And I feel like he deserves to be praised when he comes out because, again, we hold these guys to this standard. And again, it's kind of funny that saying that, like we as as fans who aren't in the street in the streets, but still, nonetheless, the culture itself holds these guys to a certain standard of, of keeping it real. And I just feel like by him coming out, I, I feel like at the least. The industry needs them. They need. To, they need to give them features. They need to put them in, in a position to be to be able to shine. You know what I mean? Because a lot of a lot of people just for whatever reason are in that aren't in that position. Either their their buzz died down or whatever the case may be. But I feel like in this case, I don't know. I feel like it's it's, it's fair to to give them that 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 platform or that boost up. You know. I agree. I agree one hundred percent. And we'll just kind of see. You know, which, which will be the more successful path of uh, the more successful path of re- release. I guess. Hey, I'll I tell you this, though, man. I'd rather do an extra year and come out and not have to worry about, you know, niggas murking me like 6 9 than be like 6 9 out here making however many millions of dollars that he got paid to, to have to look over your shoulder for the rest of your life. Like, that's that's one thing, kid, that I don't know if 6 9 has understood this yet because he's still somewhat of a young nigga, right? But peace of mind is probably one of the most important things in life. Facts. And that's one thing. That's one thing that no matter... No matter how much money, no matter how many security guards he is not gonna have no peace of mind. Oh no, not at all. You know what I mean? So that that's the one thing I will say. Life ends up working its way out, and you know, six nine is never gonna have peace of mind. That Bobby's gonna have when he comes home. He's gonna have all the love from everybody. You know, big ups to Bobby, and uh, you know, we hope he come home soon. We hope there's some sort of appeal going on, or I don't know. I don't know if that's even possible in this in this scenario. But nonetheless, you know, we definitely wait for you when you come home. Exactly. All right, let's go on to the next topic for tonight. And that is going to be power couple of hip hop Cardi B and Offset of the Migos are splitting up and filing for divorce. But my main question to you is, didn't you see this happening? Oh, of course. No, this is, let me just say something, dog. This is like every toxic relationship that I'm sure you've seen that I've seen. (laughs) Like, it, dog, let's just be real, man. Offset is a wild nigga. Man. He be out here. Had a bunch of uh, scandals of him cheating on, on Cardi B. And I don't know, man. I, it's just crazy. So, something of, and you would think, you know, okay, this is this is Cardi B. Like she's one of the most, if not the most popular, you know, female artists out right now. Mm-hmm. And, and you would think, like, okay, like I feel like them being together is a. I'm sure they were in love, but at the same time, it's like a it's a power couple. We just said it, the power couple of hip hop. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And I would imagine that he would at least take that into consideration. Be like, oh, I can't fuck this up. But we all know niggas is bound to fuck shit up at some point or the other. And at this point, it happened, man. And, and let me just say this though: Cardi did come out and say that it wasn't because of the cheating. 
It wasn't because of this. It wasn't because of that. But I'm going to be real with you. Mm-hmm. I do not believe her. Mm-mm. I don't no, believe her. I, no way in the world I, it wasn't coming to some of that. I don't know. I don't know if, you know, Offset, you know, cheated on her again. I don't know what. But I just feel like it maybe got to the point where Cardi just couldn't deal with it. You know what I mean? Because that's something, like, I personally have never been cheated on. But, like, I, I would imagine that, like, it's something that's, like, in the back of your head the whole time. Like, if my girl cheated on me and I stayed with her, anytime she's doing anything, she runs to the supermarket, this bitch is cheating. She goes to the gas station, this bitch is cheating. She talks to the to the nigga at the gas station because he asked her where she got her shoes because she wants to get his girl a pair. And you're thinking that he's trying to wrap her up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so so that's that that's why did, that shit just doesn't work out unless you're able to actually put that shit behind you. But most people aren't. Yeah, very true. It's, I don't know if that's the case for Cardi B, but it is definitely something you have to consider. You know what I mean? Like this is it's, and, and on top of the fact that their relationship is documented. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? And it's a big deal. Obviously you have you have trolls, you have people bringing old shit up. And, you know, it opens up old wounds, you know what I mean? And um, Cardi's a celebrity, she's a superstar, she's everything else, but at the end of the day, she's still a person, and she feels all these things. So, I, I, like, to answer your question, I, I wasn't surprised at all. Nah, I want to say that it was probably probably something that, you know, most of us didn't call, maybe not called from the very beginning, could, but it could at least see that, yeah, this relationship was not going to be a forever relationship. And I mean, it was like almost right out the bank, like right out the bag when they first be actually claimed each other as being in a relationship that he had the first cheating scandal. So it's just like, all right, you already see where this is going from the beginning. And it's just like, all right, you have this woman. She is extremely beautiful. She is extremely freaky. She is extremely mm-hmm. e- talented. She's basically everything most niggas would ever want in a female. And you have all of this. This woman who loves you has her own money. So you don't have to worry about her being a... Uh, being a leech and shit like that and you just fuck it up let me just say this Tony Parker who was married to Eva Longoria yep I, I think he was married to right mm-hmm. Eva Longoria yep this nigga cheated on Eva Longoria dog now that just I'm just I, I say that to say that it gets to a certain point where beauty and all that good deal freaky shit and all that that shit just doesn't do it for these things. That's why I feel like it, it, it must be really scary to become super rich and famous because you can have anything you want. You know, regardless if your girl leaves you, you could be fucking a girl who even looks better than her by the end of the night. You know what I mean? So it, it, it's just, it's a thing that I guess takes over men with money. That's just, I mean, I, that's what it seems like because it's not, it's not, it's not just rappers. It's not just black dudes. It's not, you know, any of that. It's not the culture. I feel like it's money because, you know, Tony Parker, yeah, he's a black dude, but I feel like he's he's French. He has a, he's not part of the culture per se. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And, but but I feel like that just speaks that, like, you know, the more money you have, the more options you have, the more the more you're willing to just say fuck it. You know what I mean? Because you know you can find somebody else. And, and I'm just saying, I, I just feel like it's a real shallow way of living. That's why I don't think I would ever want to be, you know, Richard Banks. No, I, I mean, yeah, no, I understand exactly what you mean because I'm pretty much the same way. And it's just like you're, it always seems like everybody's on the lookout for something better, like bigger and better, mm-hmm. or, you know, prettier and better, or, you know, whatever, whatever, younger and better. It's just like mm-hmm. motherfuckers just can't be happy with what the fuck they got. I'm saying, like, you chose to be in that life. <laughs> I will say this, though, like, for example, like, you know, them niggas, like, niggas with money and fame and all that shit. They get pussy thrown their way a hundred times a day, most likely. Yeah. Now, your average motherfucker like me and you, you know, on a good day, we might get, you know, let's just say two or three girls go smack at us. That, that, that would be a good day for me. I'd be like, oh, shit, that's kind of crazy. Hell yeah. You know what I mean? But you, you get what I'm saying? So, like, I, I just feel like that that has to affect you in some certain way where, like, if, if you had, like, let's just say a hundred girls a day inboxing you pictures of their titties or whatever, then I feel like you know, you wanting to hold together a relationship might not be as like important to you because you're like, you know what? I've still got this bitch be blowing me, so fuck this. Yeah, bitch. yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. So, I mean, I don't know, man. Um, and then you all, you also, I've also heard this topic brought up: if, if getting divorced from Cardi is just gonna make them plummet even more. Now, I don't want to say they've been losing relevancy, but I do feel like they've lost that grip that. 
that stranglehold that they had of that lane that they, that they was in. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like they. I feel like, I feel like they don't really have control of that anymore. I feel like they're kind of. But again, they've been making. They've been in the rap game for like at least eight years now. Uh-huh. And, 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 and to, to add to to say what Charlemagne said, you can't. You're not going to be hot, especially in this day and age, dog. In this day and age where music is essentially fast food at this point. You, you're not going to be hot 24-7. True. So I, I, I kind of disagree with that that idea that the Migos are falling off. I just feel like, you know, two out of the three of them uh, until now were in relationships. You know, you had Offset with, um, with Cardi B. You have Quavo with uh, Sweetie. You know, they, they, they fucking good with them right now. You know what I mean? And I feel like that's just the stage that they're in. You know, I, I could, I'm sure Quavo's made a couple of lovey-dovey songs with his, with his boo joint. And that's just what they're doing. And I, I, fuck it, you know, if you're still making money, you're still able to live how you want to live. I don't, I don't see a problem with that. Nah, I agree with you. I agree with you. Like, if you've got the means to live how the fuck you want, then by means, by all means, live by however the fuck you want. Nah, that's a fact. But that's also, fact, man, also, but. it should be like I feel like niggas should be cognizant enough to know that if you are that type of nigga that is going to be having women throwing titties in your inbox, you know, 50 million times a day you like that attention and you want to keep getting that attention you would think a nigga would just be like all right well let me not go ahead and settle down (laughs) you know what i'm saying let me not get married if i'm still trying to really be out here trying to do this thing in my dms and shit like that no i I just want to be in that position for like a one week to see how i'd react you know what i mean Oh no, I 150%. I'd love to be in that position. Shit, two days, nigga. <laughs> I don't give a <laughs> <laughs> Nah, that's a fact. That's a fact. But, 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 like, like what, what I mean by that position is, like, you know, be in a relationship and have, you know, mad, like, I'm talking about the baddest bitches you could think of going smack at you. Cause, you know, it happens, you know, when you get in a relationship, I, I guess that's like the whole thing that, like, once you become unavailable, it just it, it, it ticks a thing in people's head, you know what I mean, and, and it just makes you all like the most wantable person in the world. But imagine that times like a billion when you have like you know a bunch of bad bitches like throwing their pussy at you. I feel like that's I feel like it'll be crazy. I don't know. I'm not saying I would or I wouldn't. You know, to if Bishop is listening to this right now, I'm not saying I would or I wouldn't. I'm just saying I don't know how to react. <laughs> It's not something that I've ever had to deal with, so I don't know how I would react. <laughs> exactly. That's my answer, and I'm sticking with it. <laughs> <laughs> I respect that answer, my brother. <laughs> All right, well, why don't we go ahead and go into the next thing we want to do today, which is our first listens. Now, what we're going to do is we're going to listen to the Story Lanes album that just came out. What's the album called? The album is called Daystar, which for all those uncultured swines out there who are listening, that is Mr. Tory Lane's first name, okay? Drake said it two years ago when he caught him out, so y'all should know by now, okay? Daystar is his man's first name. Well, shit, oink, oink, niggas, because I didn't know until like 15 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> all right, fair enough. But nonetheless, Tory Lane's, uh last night, he came out. And he was like, yo, I've been quiet this whole time. I haven't said shit. I'm sorry to my fans. But 12 o'clock Eastern, 9, 9 o'clock Pacific, I got time today. So everybody thought that he was going to go on Instagram Live and explain the situation that happened. That's what everybody thought. Then five minutes before midnight, this man posted a picture of the album cover. And I was like, yo, this is one bold motherfucker, dog. So, yeah, so you know me, you know, at that point, I had just gone home from work. I was like two or three bomb hits in. I was like, you know what, let me, let me, let me, let's see what the fuck is going on here. I'm going to just let you take it, take it all in, pause, and, you know, make your, your analysis of the situation. So, you know, if, if y'all want to, well, I'm sure, I'm sure by the time that everybody's listening to this, y'all have already know what we're talking about. But for the sake of the show, we're going to get into this real quick. So what's this first song that you want us you want to listen to? Uh let's listen to number one, which is uh Money Over Fallouts. Alright. A few minutes later. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, what we got to say, man? What we got to say? Nigga corny! He corny! 
But for real, <laughs> let me say that I don't. We don't know how much of this is actual truth and the shit where he's trying yeah. to go at Meg yeah. and and everybody, basically all the blogs and the news and all this other stuff. But you can't blame people for how they reacted when they heard Meg's story, which they're going to believe, number one, because she's a woman, and number two, she was the one that was shot. <laughs> and number three, yeah. the, or the, the fact that you didn't come out and say jack shit in opposition to what Meg said. And when people asked, apparently mm-hmm. asked him about it, he didn't refute anything. So what right. do you expect motherfuckers to think? Nah, yeah, for sure. But nah, look, I, I felt the same way, and um, I'm, I'm gonna just be honest with you. And um, this will be more apparent the more we you know we listen and shit right to this to, to the album. I, I, I was surprised that he took this stance of like, yo, I didn't do it. I thought he was gonna be on some apologetic shit. I thought he was about to be on like, yo, I fucked up and you know whatever the fuck. But he's almost doubling down. Yeah. But honestly, it is against what he initially said when he actually did speak out because he just said, well, you know, niggas niggas was drunk and fucked up, blah, 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 which didn't refute that you shot someone, but it also didn't lead to you saying that you didn't shoot someone. So... Right, 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 yeah. No, and again, that... Even with this... And that's the problem, right, with this whole fucking ordeal is that you'll see that even listening to everything, there's still so many shit that's unanswered you know, like, because everybody's playing that gray area. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like in this case, Tory wants to defend himself, or at least how he feels he's defending himself, without, I guess, saying too much. Because he he mentions, "I know I fucked up, but I ain't shoot you." That's what he says in 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 one of the songs later on, which which is actually probably the next song we'll listen to. But putting all of the the wildness aside, right? How'd you feel about the song itself? The song, structure wise and beat wise, wasn't bad. The flow that yeah. he used on it was okay. It was a little bit basic, but it was a he did it in a good way. The beat was actually pretty legit. I'm not gonna lie, but it was just like I don't know. It's just because we've if you've been paying any type of attention to this thing as it's been going on, you're just listening to him, and it's just like I I don't even know if I can trust this. Like I don't even know like where is this coming from? Like I just so it's just like I feel like it just throws you the fuck off. Because it's like you you know one set of facts and he's trying to bring you hashtag alternative facts <laughs> and because it's just like okay y- y'all was in a limo she got shot coming out of the limo you was in the limo with a gun nigga no nah, yeah I, I agree one hundred percent and I just I don't know man obviously like I said I believe that there's always three sides to the story is the one side the other side and what, what really happened. Now, I'm not saying that Meg was lying, right? But I do feel like both sides are probably omitting certain certain key important parts to really determine who was in the right and who was in the wrong or what even happened really for that matter. I agree. You know with what I mean? And and um, again, I'm, I'm not I'm not saying that Meg is lying or that Tori is lying, but I just feel like they're both hiding certain parts in the situation. And I have heard that at some point, one of I think one of the girl that was because there's another there was Meg's best friend who was also in the in the car with them. I don't know if, if you peeked that. Oh yeah, I remember that. So so I don't know if it's her, but supposedly somebody was supposed to come out and speak on on some shit, right? Now I don't know, man. This is just a crazy situation. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm not entirely sure what I believe, but it, it gets a little crazier. So let's let's go on to the next song. Alright, bet. Let's do number hold on. Uh, yeah, let's do number three. Friends become stranger. Gotcha. Okay, so before we actually say what we were gonna say, <clears throat> the reason I started laughing was because when he said when I you came outside and you put your arms around me or something like that, I imagine did you ever see that movie Big Hero Six? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me see what movie at. Hold on. Hold on, let me see if I can find the meme I'm thinking of. <laughs> I think I know what you're talking about. Hold on, I'm gonna send you, I'm sending you the meme right now. <laughs> Yo! <laughs> <laughs> That's Yo, what I instantly hey, thought word of. For word. word for word, when he says, your arms embracing me, this is definitely Megan. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm sorry. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, that on point, dog. God. <laughs> yeah. That's what, I was trying not to lose my shit because I was like, I need to listen to the rest of this song. Nah, I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. Oh, God. But nonetheless, man. First of all, let's just let's just say what we said when the song was playing, which is that for the first half of the song, he sounded like Chris Brown. Yep. And for the second half of the song, he sounded like Drake. Yeah. <laughs> it's like as soon as this nigga opened his mouth up to ra- to rap, he sounded exactly like Drake. What? <laughs> exactly. I'm talking about like the cadence was the same, the flow was the same, his tone of voice was exactly the same as Drake's. Is. It was like he was trying to do his best impression of Drake. Yeah, no, nah, because no, nah, that's that's really what it sounded like. It really sounded like that. And then the beat, it, it definitely sounded like Drake would rap exactly like this over this exact same beat. Uh-huh. And um, I don't know, man. First of all, I, I think the song was okay. I kind of, I, I, I like. The, the singing part the rapping part was okay it's weird because you got you, you're over here saying that you know you love the girl and you want to be back to you know flying her out to your place going back to her place you know what I mean it's just it's like toxic nigga 101 situation right <laughs> <laughs> that's really what this is like the type of nigga to shoot you and then you know be like yo I love you though you know what I mean yeah exactly <laughs> come on babe come on back baby I love you yeah, come on come on yeah, that's that's really what's going on here, and I don't know, man. Now, mind you, and, and, and we'll give we'll give our overall thoughts on the whole situation once we listen to the next song. Mm-hmm. This one was crazy, but let's go on to the next one because I feel like the next one is probably the, the one that kind of is the most like okay, this nigga's kind of going ham. Okay, you ready? So yeah, we about to do number four. Sorry, but I had to do it. Let's do it. Featuring Yoko Gold. Let's do it. A few minutes later. This is a response to his motherfucking Twitter time. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. That's really what it is. Yeah, these niggas can't stop you, but the motherfucking law can. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's a fact. Hey, <laughs> shit. Let me stop. Hey, hey, not only can the law stop me, but immigration can potentially <laughs> stop him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm keeping that in. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, he attacked his motherfucking Twitter timeline on this. And I'm just going to (laughs) say. Hey, the Masika joint was funny as shit. I ain't going to (laughs) lie. He did get a few people, though. He did get a few people. My thing was like, yo. Why are you going after J.R. Smith, though? I don't even know what J.R. Smith said. <laughs> yo, everybody on the timeline today has been saying, yo, why is he going so hard on J.R.? Like, this nigga slapped his mom or some shit. Yo, the disrespect to J.R. Smith for no apparent reason. Maybe it's a private conversation we don't know about. Well, no, apparently, apparently when all this shit came out, I think J.R. came out and pretty much just you know, I guess hearing both sides, he was just like, yo, fuck it, you know, this nigga's, this nigga's a confidence, and we're not condoning this shit, yada, yada, yada. So I think he was kind of vocal about him not supporting uh, Tory. So, I mean, I didn't know about it, to be honest, but apparently it happened, mm. and I guess that that's where, that's where all this stemmed from. But, yeah, pretty much six minutes of, sh- of you know, shoot, for lack of a better term, shooting at different, uh, getting at, you know, a bunch of different people. Yeah, for real. So... And I don't know, man. And the funny, the funny joke for me was also the Chance the Rapper joint. Oh I was my like, god, At not valid or whatever, not important or some shit. Or irrelevant or some <laughs> shit. <laughs> I was like, that, hey, there's way, there's very, very few more derogatory terms for an artist than irrelevant. True, <laughs> so. true. I, I don't expect Chance to come back off of that, like at all. Like, like some of these people are gonna be like, yeah, on their little Twitter timeline. They're gonna say something, but like I don't feel like Chance the Rapper is gonna respond at all. No, I don't, I don't think so either. I don't think so either. I, I just feel like it doesn't fit his brand in a way, you know? Yeah, he's like the Disney, the Disney movie of uh, of uh, hip hop. Like, you know he's he's the one black dude that the the white CEOs of, of like labels bring in. Like, yo, see, he's he's not that bad. You see, mm-hmm. he's, he's cool. <laughs> and that's the one. Just can't try to mess that up. That's a big bag right there. Exactly. So he's like, you know what? Let me just exactly. let me just stay in my lane. And the fun, the funny thing is, right? I don't know this for a fact, but I'm willing to bet that Chance the Rapper probably has more money than Tory. 
out. I guarantee it. Because Tory Lanez is signed to somebody and Chance ain't. <laughs> it, it's funny because that's that's one of the things that he mentions. Uh, I don't know if it was this one or the last one, but he, he talks about he recently, which I guess it is recently, but it became, he recently went independent, Tory Lanez did. And, and he actually brings that up and he's like, yo, y'all niggas is getting at me. Like, this is a setup because I went independent. That's He brings that up. And I'm just like, come on, dude. I mean, that's maybe just a jab to try and run at the bigger dog who's in the who's been yeah, maybe. longer. Probably, probably. But nonetheless, shitting all over everybody. JoJo got a jab in there. Kalani did as well. Mm-hmm. Well, was she mad uh, because Kalani took him off the album? I think they both did. Both him, both her and JoJo. Yeah, so. She it's interesting. Him, <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. But, um, yeah, man, crazy song. I wasn't expecting it, though. A whole just a whole like a diss song to everybody. It's like an old fashioned diss song where you just go in there and just give all your grievances out to everybody. But that was back in the day when there was no internet, so you didn't have Twitter to get that shit out anyway. Just collect no, all boy, your, yeah, collect all your grievances and put them on one hey. track. <laughs> yeah, hey, you had to diss like seven niggas to make that shit worth it. <laughs> exactly. Nigga, we got studio time. Who else you got problems with? <laughs> <laughs> hey, no bullshit. <laughs> That's hilarious. No bullshit. All right, let's get into this fourth song since I called it Queen and Slim. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know what number it is because they do not have them numbered on YouTube. All right, I believe that's number eight for those of you guys that are keeping along with us. All right. A few moments later. So what do you think about that? The beat and the flow were actually really vicious, but again, it was just like it was like a it was like a complaint reel. <laughs> nah, I feel you. I feel you. Nah, that, that's pretty much what it was, really. And it was kind of like a weird, I guess, him comparing himself to uh, Slim and Queen and shit. You know what I mean? With yeah. the whole, I don't know. It was just kind of a weird little comparison there. But yeah, man, that shit. I don't know. I, I, I also don't know if he was talking about Meg in the first half of the song. And I know he was obviously he was talking about her in the second half of the song. But it almost sounded like he was talking about like whatever new girl he's dealing with now. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Like the songs that we've heard so far, before that we've heard so far, the beats were all pretty fire. His flows on them were pretty fire, even though a couple of them he was trying to sound like Drake. And even the singing was pretty on point. It was just like, if it had been any other person of topic or a couple of things of topic, I feel like it would have been much better cohesive song. But you know, niggas always. I feel like niggas put out their best shit when they're angry. Oh, of course. Honestly, I feel like anger is like the most, almost the most driving emotion in a lot of ways. You know what I mean? Because you just, you just do shit. You know? Exactly. And it's actually so. a really, really good motivator, which is probably why there is now an album, <laughs> like a month after everything happened. Dog, let, let, let's let's just be real, right? Like, I mean, I don't know how long it takes Tory Lanez to usually compose an album, but I feel like in order for you to do, uh, I guess I don't know how many tracks this is. I think seventeen. I think it's actually... How much? 17, I think. That's what you said on YouTube. Oh, over an hour long, and it's... I mean, I haven't listened to the whole joint exactly, but I'm assuming that it's all revolving around the situation. Uh-huh. So it's just crazy to be able to... And, and, and I'm curious to listen to the whole album now, because I'm curious to know if he just does this for the rest of the album. You know what I mean? Because I feel like you can only do that for so long before niggas is like, yo, we get it, dog. And with 17 songs just bitching about the same general topic and probably same dozen like half dozen people it's definitely gonna get old real fast especially with 17 songs of it no matter how vicious your bars are on them just like damn you still talking about this nigga i mean there's the whole reason why i stopped listening to eminem's because i got tired of his bitch ass complaining about his wife and his mom's (laughs) nah hey real shit (laughs) hey yo no bullshit i feel like that's why white motherfuckers like eminem so much because that's like that's like their main connection like yo i fucking hate my mom and my wife be blowing me <laughs> yep exactly but it's just like damn I, I need to hear a little bit more than you going creative ways on how to kill both these bitches like <laughs> now i will say this right i will say this and i've seen somebody tweet this so i'm not going to take credit for this idea i don't know who it was it was a random person but they were like yo this is probably Tory Lanez's best just musically, like how he sounds, but it just kind of sucks that it's all revolving around this one situation. You know what I mean? And 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 at some point, and, and that, that just speaks on the longevity of this album. And at some point, niggas ain't going to want to listen to this joint. Like it's it's all about right now. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, it's literally a footnote in history. If it's the way that we think it is, it's literally just going to be an album that denotes a footnote in history. And it's going to, and especially if you get, if you get found guilty in court or have to do like go to jail or whatever, some type of restitution, this is literally going to be an album where people look at and they're just going to be like, can't listen to this shit because it was all bullshit. This nigga ended up in jail, blah, 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 blah. blah so. Yep. No, you're right. You're right. And again, maybe he did that with that intention. Maybe he has some other music lined up. I don't know. But this is a whole hour and, and some change of music. Mm-hmm. I feel like you had to put in a good amount of effort into this. I mean, we're on fucking quarantine and he's rich. So he probably had all the time in the world to do this shit. But nonetheless, so like putting all that together and making it into one like cohesive you know, body of work, it's interesting that he was able to do that. But again, I just feel like it's, it's going to be, like you said, a timestamp more than anything at the end of the day. Exactly. Now, what? We listened to four All right, now, and a couple of them were like six minutes long. So maybe a total of like 20 minutes worth of music that we might have just listened to. Like yeah, a some, grand total like of 20 minutes. And it was all like that. Now, 20 minutes out of 60 minutes. <laughs> Right, right, right. Now, for sure, for sure. But now, let, let let me ask you, right? Listening to everything you heard, you're more or less caught up with everything that's going on. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about the situation, and how do you think this is going to end in the in in the long scheme of things? Um. Well, I really don't feel any more different about the situation than when I st- when we started the show. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it just makes. I mean, everything that Tori was saying is just so different from what Meg is saying. It's just like, Jesus Christ. Like, I mean, if the stories were kind of more alike, you could kind of like want to agree more with like, you know, kind of see Daystar's point a little better. But his joint is just so far off of where Meg's joint is. And I'm sorry, nigga, if you get shot, I'm going to believe what you say until there's no reason to believe what the fuck you say. If Tori had gotten shot by Meg, I, I think it's pretty safe to say, yo, dog, I don't know. The nigga got shot. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, it's same, I feel like it's the same. It don't matter who got shot. I just feel like it's, dog, it's your gun. They're saying that you had it on you, and then they're matching the fragments of the bullet to your gun. So it's like, dog, you can't be like, yo, y'all are wilding by saying this and the third. No, dog, like, this is what the facts that are being presented. So... I don't know, man. It, it's just a crazy situation. Like you said, you got her side, you got his side now, and then you got at least what technically is legally the truth. <laughs> yeah, right. No, nah, that's a fact. That's a fact. Uh, so, so do you think? Do you think Tori's gonna have be able to put out like I guess regular music at this point? Like, do you feel like niggas are still gonna rock them or because because. I don't know if you peeped on Twitter. It's divided. It really is divided. And it's not It's not guys and girls. It's like super young, fucking ignorant niggas that's just smiling. Them niggas is obviously siding with uh, Tory Lanez. Like, I just seen Jack Boy, Kodak Black's man. He was, dog, he was co-signing everything. He was like, yo, my nigga Tory, dog. He was went on live and listened to that joint. But uh, I just feel like, you know, them niggas don't know any better. Them niggas is ignorant. Yeah. But I don't, I think he could still have a career. Simply because of the whole six nine effect, as long as you have people who still fuck with you, you're still going to be able to have some form of a career. But see now, I don't know about you, but I really do feel like this six nine train is probably it hit its peak and it's probably going down fast now. I'm gonna just be real with you. I mean, I agree. so <laughs> so I'm just curious, you know, like how this is gonna shape out for Tory because I do feel like in, right now niggas are still gonna listen. Like he's number one on iTunes right now. You know what I mean? He's still going to get those listens. But this is because of, you know, the immensity of this fucking situation. It's fucking huge. Make the Stanley one of the biggest, no pun intended, artists out there. <laughs> and uh, I, I keep thinking about that meme. <laughs> Maybe I'll use that as the clip art for the show. Yo, no. <laughs> you might have to. Or, or you might have to use that movie as the title for this fucking episode. I'm just saying. Yeah, no bull. <laughs> but yeah, man, I don't know. Like I said, I, I just feel like, honestly, I feel like Tory should just stay quiet. He's going to court apparently next month mm-hmm. when he could have said exactly everything he said and without. Because you're going to have a group of people who are going to rock with it. You're going to have another group of people that are going to think you're exploiting this. 
you're exploring the situation mm-hmm. and especially since you're it's one thing if you're not involved and you're exploiting it but it's an even harder thing i feel like for people to accept if you're exploiting it and you're the perpetrator allegedly in this case true true but again like i said before like when it comes to cancel culture and hip-hop slash r&b whatever whatever if this motherfucker's music is still loved and is, is hot out here in the streets and people want him to be out here he'll still be out here i mean look how long it finally took r kelly to stop uh being able to perform in shows even after all of the yep. other allegations and stuff and uh so i mean and then of course like i said the six nine effect so i mean is there's a lane out here for him to you know possibly still be successful even if he is found guilty and all this other stuff i mean people are still going to rock with him there's probably still going to be people like just like donald trump people who don't ever believe anything that you say no matter how much evidence you give them to the contrary so um like it's it's a possibility he could still be hot out here in these streets but like is he going to be hot like is where is he going to be able to perform you know what i'm saying that he ain't never going to be able to perform in texas Oh fuck no! Never, Hell. never, and honestly, that'll probably extend to the majority of the South. <laughs> yes, no, for sure. So, for sure. I mean, you gotta think. He took a shot as light as it was, but he took a shot at Bum B. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I mean? and, and and it was you know a quote unquote respectable. He ain't really saying nothing to him, but but you a little brazy towards him. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I I don't know. I'm just curious to see how that's gonna work out for him. Especially when, you know, at some point, hopefully coronavirus is over and we're able to fucking go out and, and go to these clubs and, you know, that where Tori might perform at. I'm curious to see how he's going to be moving. I'm curious to see if he's going to have the whole 6 9 uh, you know, military uh, security with you. Yeah. Well, you know, one thing is I want to see if anybody steps up in, like, Meg's defense kind of like... Kind of like what Jay Z did for Rihanna when the whole thing went down with Chris Brown. Yeah, I would love to yeah, see yeah. someone do that and like just seriously check the shit out of him. No, for sure. Especially here's the thing about Toy that blows me, dog. I don't know where this nigga grew up, but this nigga's from fucking Toronto. And I know, I know, for anybody from Toronto listening, I know Toronto and everybody, every fucking city in the world has a bad area, bad area, bad neighborhoods, whatever you want to call it. Right? Mm-hmm. Not believe. When when and Toy be talking all this tough talk, dog. I just don't believe it. I just feel like he he might he might actually feel that way, but I feel like it comes more from him being five two than you know like that little man syndrome. And I'm not even tasting it. And he talked about it in the song. That was the funny part. We didn't talk about that. He, also, he was like, yeah. "Yo, I'm not I'm five seven. Yeah, <laughs> no, nigga, you're not. That's what every nigga say when they're under five five. I'm trying to tell you, <laughs> that's the magic number five seven. Wow, I wonder why that is. Cause that that's like a respectable. I mean, I I, I want to say that's like it's under under the average height, I think, but it's like a respectable. Like, okay, you're not a little kid anymore. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, that's fucked up. Oh Jesus Christ! And I just had a funny. I just had a funny uh thing in my head that like imagine if like back when they were still together and shit, if like you know Tori was driving with Megan in the passenger seat and they go somewhere. Let's say Tori's together. I'm too drunk trying to drive. So I just imagine how long it must take Meg to to lower the seat. Because <laughs> you know how that joint that joint goes slowly down. It's like uh, <laughs> that joint must be a minute, dog. Yo, it's like a good three minutes for her to get her whole shit situated, and she got to turn all the all the mirrors all the way out. All the mirrors. Yeah, you have to. You have to, dog, because the whole situation is fucked up with his little ass man, dog. For her, sure. Her her uh, rear view mirror is probably looking at the back, bottom of the back seat. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> and the worst part is she don't realize that until she's already driving, and she's like, "Oh shit!" Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like, oh shit, I can't see shit behind me. This little nigga. Yeah. Yeah, like shit. Like shit. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead into our next segment where we do Petty of the Week. So, sir, you have a Petty with this week. Yes, I do. And, of course, it is revolving around the situation that we discussed for the majority of this episode. It is revolving Mr. Daystar Peterson, but it is also revolving a Mr. Rick Ross as well. Which he post he started off he has been going he's been getting that toy this whole time he has and he started it off <laughs> with, with he was like yo I gotta go I just got a new one for dropping the album and going double double porcelain 
I got a new car for you. And he posted it. It was a smart car. <gasps> no. <laughs> little ass, nigga. Wow. But dog. And, and I, I'm sorry. I thought that was just the perfect, like, yo. This nigga went and bought a car that you know he's not going to ever use just to fucking shit on you for a little bit. <laughs> now, that's so a different who the fuck that Rick Ross knows drives a fucking uh, a smart car? You nobody, know what I'm saying? Nobody. Rick Ross wouldn't even be able to fit in that goddamn car. Fuck no. Even even slim Rick Ross, because I know he lost a little bit of weight mm-hmm. recently. But nah, I don't believe in that either. I don't believe that no Rick Ross could fit in that joint. Mm-mm. So that's so got to put it on the flatbed. Oh yeah, that's a fact. That's a fact. And he probably got taken right back after the video. I hope that flatbed was right off the side of the camera. <laughs> Yeah, he's right off the cover. Hell yeah, hell yeah! But nonetheless, just shout out to the to the biggest boss, Ray Ross, for uh for spending. Just I want to say them dresses like a good fifteen twenty thousand, you know, chump change. But nonetheless, at least praise for Ray Ross. But nonetheless, he spent that money just to be petty. So for that reason, I have to give him petty of the week for that. All right, all right. Actually, you know what? I do have a petty this week. I didn't read the article, but I saw the headline and I was formulating my own shit. And I thought, yes, this is petty now thinking about it. And again, it goes back to our friend that we've been talking about all episode, Mr. Daystar Peterson. (laughs) Now, he and his people are now out in the news and in the press and online talking about Meg Thee Stallion's people are telling lies and telling stories and trying to set him up and make him look bad. Now, this right after the release of this album that we have listened to four tracks from. So we've listened to almost a half hour's worth of this music. And all of it has been bitching and complaining and angriness at somebody. So my whole... And again, we bring up the point that, nigga, it was your gun. Nigga, bullets were matched to your gun. Nigga, you shot the gun at Meg. So... (laughs) The whole reason that you're on here talking about, oh, it's a smear campaign, blah, blah, blah. No, nigga. It's facts. It's information that's coming out. It's, it's, it's just irrefutable at this point. You, it's like, you're literally like Negro Donald Trumping it right now. You're just <laughs> saying shit. No, that's hard, Hoping that that's literally what he's doing. So, no, the, honestly, I really feel like that's what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, at this point, you really are being petty about a situation that you are completely 150% dead wrong about. Yeah, no, for sure. And and I know that, you know, we haven't exactly heard the 100% facts. Just shut the fuck up, dog. That's the, let let this shit clear up because if you are innocent, dog, and you don't say shit now cuz you got to think. I've always, you know, they always say the more you talk, the more you have a chance to put your foot in your mouth when you, when you say some shit, especially right now what's going on. Just shut the fuck up. If you are if you really if you haven't said something yet, why say something now? It's, and we didn't even talk about this, but with the whole, you know, Brianna Taylor uh, situation that's going on in the, in the U.S. now, it's just a really fucking bad time to bring up or you to refute a black woman's story of her getting shot. Exactly. You know, it just, regardless if you're right or wrong, you're just not, it's just a horrible timing, in my opinion, to drop this shit now because, you know, nobody's going to, I mean, I just feel like it, even if people might potentially try to have some sort of, I don't want to use the word sympathy, but just like, you know, understand what you're saying. Now it's like, yo, fuck you, nigga. Like, we're over here fighting for, for this situation, and you're over here doing this. So. Yeah. Well, that will end that segment. Well, just I, I think we've, we've both had enough of, of Tory Lanez for today. Probably for like yeah. a week or so. <laughs> yeah, probably. Even though chances are there'll be a new development in the story by tomorrow, so. Oh, yeah. Good, good, very good chance. Uh, And do you have an album suggestion for the people out here this week? Yes, sir. So, you know, we've been in quarantine. We've been going through the, uh, I like to call them the crates, you know, digging through uh, older shit that I listened to back in my time. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if I mentioned this on this podcast before, I think I have, but at a certain time, my favorite rapper was Mr. Charles Hamilton Mm -hmm. from Harlem. So, shout out to Charles. And the album slash mixtape that I'm suggesting to you guys is Intervention by Charles Hamilton. Really dope joint. I honestly just randomly, you know how like some, and it'll recommend you some shit you listened to like a couple months ago, whatever the fuck. It was one of those situations where I heard one song and I just went back and back and back and just, 
I ended up listening to the whole joint. I was like, yo, this is fucking dope. So if you haven't, I know, I know Charles Lindwood gets a lot of slack because he's like a wild nigga, I guess. But give this album a chance. Check this joint out. I think he's a really dope MC at, at, at a certain point. And uh, I feel like this this mixtape definitely covers that. So check it out. Intervention by Charles C.H.A.R. Hamilton. All right. So my album suggestion this week is going to be a new one that I came across randomly. I was actually on, I think, um, Hip Hop DX, and I was looking at new album and EP releases, and I saw someone named Ian Dior. So I was like, all right, let me check out and see what this guy is about. Uh, the EP is called I'm Gone. And it was actually really dope. It's really short. It's only nine tracks. But one thing, one that really hit me hard was I think it's like number four is called Shameless. And then the last joint, number nine on there, is called uh, Prospect featuring Lil Baby. That joint goes ham too. And I was I was listening to it while my like you know I was on my last hour of work and I was like yo this is actually a lot better than I thought I'm I'm it's one of those things I was really really glad that I got so yeah if you got a minute it's a little bit of it's like you know you're just typical niggas these days a little bit of singing a little bit of rapping you know mixing it up together on both so check out Ian Dior and that's I A N N D I O R just like the name brand and then the EP is called I'm Gone. Okay, but yeah, I'm about to check that. I've actually never heard of him. I'm about to look into the agent. Yeah, I had never heard of him either. You know, like I do, I just pick up some shit and just listen to it and be like, oh, okay, this don't rock. <laughs> Honestly, dog, I need to do that way more than I do because I used to do that a lot where I was just randomly like, fuck, let me check this out. Because I feel like that's how you find like little hidden gems and shit. Like, you just like, fuck, let me give it a chance. Exactly, exactly. I go scouring through like the fucking... Um, the the album release charts to see who's got albums coming out and what what category they're in and see what right, right. so that's always something y'all could do too to find new albums that's that's what I do <laughs> yeah no I'm about I'm about to do that I'm start doing it all right is anything else you want to tell the people out here before we get up out of here tonight sir nah man just definitely thank y'all for tuning in another week you know with us and definitely check out the locks living up experience album review if you haven't already check out the album if you haven't already really good album stay tuned for our upcoming album review which is bone thugs in harmony it's 1999 classic album in my opinion but we'll get to that next week stay tuned for that you know and 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 be out here wash your hands and and, and drink vitamins and all that good shit All right. Y'all know y'all can find us on social media, Twitter and Instagram at HQ Podcast. And yes, that is all spelled out. Spell it out. You can find us on Facebook by going to Facebook.com and searching out Hip Hop Heads Podcast. And you can find us for your listening pleasure on SoundCloud, Google Play, iTunes, iHeartMedia, Spotify, Spreaker, and Stitcher. And you can also listen to us on Thursday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the G Radio. All right. Well, thank y'all for listening again from us to everybody around the world. We love y'all. Take care of yourselves. Wash your hands. Wash our asses. We out this motherfucker. Peace. Peace.